Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. This is Roundabout Season 2, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. (laughs) (laughs) You will be right. (laughs) Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have, like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. (laughs) This was, like, wilderness. A lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. Like you were real different. Bro. I can't really put my finger on it. And so much more. Just goes to show that unexpected yeah. things sometimes are the best when it comes to a road trip. Roundabout season two, presented by Nissan, is live now with new episodes rolling out every Thursday. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com ES Audio From the Evening Standard in London, I'm David Marsland and this is The Leader Weekends. Every Saturday we bring you a bonus episode of our business podcast, How to Be a CEO. This is a cut-down version, so hit the link in the show notes to hear the full thing or search your podcast provider for How to Be a CEO. There are new episodes every Monday morning. For a couple of years, Lime seemed to be one of those companies that pops up in exactly the right place at precisely the right time. It started off in San Francisco in 2017, hiring out electric bikes just as the world was taking climate change more seriously. The ink on the Paris Agreement had only dried the year before. In 2018, it was valued at $1.1 billion, a full-on unicorn. In 2019, it doubled its value. Then came 2020. When COVID hit, it was unexpected. And I remember going to a meeting on all hands and somebody said, we're going to run out of cash this year if revenues are down 90%. And I remember very clearly saying that we won't. Wayne Teng became CEO of Lime during the pandemic, taking over from its founder, Brad Bow. At the time, the company's value had dropped to around $550 million. Social distancing had forced service closures in 99% of its markets. How do you come back from that? Sometimes I see optimistic leadership and people think I'm talking about blind optimism. Uh, That is not what we're talking about. This is not a Pollyannish, everything is going to be okay. Optimistic leadership is about seeing the problems clearly, but always knowing and always believing that we can change that. I'm David Marlson from the Evening Standard. Lime's had a complete turnaround from those dicey days. It's now operating in 280 cities in more than 30 countries. It claims to be the world's largest scooter company and the biggest e-bike operator outside China. But when we meet Wayne, I want to know, what was that first day like? I joined Lime four plus years ago, actually, as the um, head of operations, COO. It was, it was about a year after... Uh, Lime started and became CEO about uh, two and a half years ago at the beginning of COVID. 
And I would say when I think about the challenge, it's really been a, I would say many, many, many challenging moments. Um, you know, certainly from early days, it's about how do we make this operations work? How do we make the economics work? How do we prove to cities that we can be a benefit to the local community? We know internally that our mission is to build the future of transportation that is shared, affordable, but most importantly, carbon-free. That we want to tackle this huge challenge around transportation. It's the number one source of carbon pollution in Europe. It's the number one source of carbon pollution in North America. And by offering lightweight electric alternatives. But I think when we first came out, there were lots of questions. You know, Is it actually good for the community? Is it actually good for the environment? And I think we spent a lot of those early years showing that we are, that we are a net benefit to the communities that we serve. When COVID hit, it was unexpected. You know, I think you build scenarios going to every single year, but you never build a scenario where 90% of your revenues go away in a week. And, you know, I think we thought we had nine months of runway. Suddenly we had to raise emergency funding um, that month or we're going to run out of cash. The fortunate thing is we, we did find investors. Uber uh, came in. And I became CEO as part of that round. And my first day, we had to let go of a significant portion of the company. We had a major down round in, this, in, in our shares, which is always challenging to explain to investors and employees. And the hardest thing was we were two months into COVID. And I think everyone's question was, well, how quickly can we get out of this? What does it mean to the business if COVID continues? And a lot of that um, early days was managing through those hard moments, uh, managing through it with optimism. We don't always have the answers, but what we know is that the things we're working on, improving the fundamentals of the business, serving the communities, putting our riders in cities first, those are the things that are going to get us through. And I think the, the, the great thing coming out of COVID now is Lyme is today bigger than ever. Um, we're going to have our most profitable year ever. But to get here, we had to go through, I would say, a lot of challenges and a lot of hard days. Yeah, just a little bit for you. I mean, what a time to become CEO of a company when you've got all of those challenges going on at the moment. And you said that, that you had to remain optimistic. Did you almost, as CEO, feel a responsibility to keep optimistic, to try and motivate people through this? And and, and did you feel optimistic the whole time? Well, I, you know, I think about optimistic leadership as one of the most important qualities for any leaders to have. Sometimes I say optimistic leadership and people think I'm talking about blind optimism. Uh, that is not what we're talking about. This is not a Pollyannish, everything is going to be okay. Optimistic leadership is about seeing the problems clearly, seeing the problems realistically, articulating that problem, but always knowing and always believing that we can change that. We can solve that, that tomorrow doesn't have to look like today. That our actions ultimately um, will determine the outcome. So I think when we're going through the early days um, of the pandemic, it is, it's not about pretending like the pandemic is not there. It's not about pretending like problems aren't there. In fact, if you do that, then you don't make the hard choices to improve the business. And so we had to make some hard choices quickly. And I think that's also sometimes a mistake people make is that we don't want to face the music. And by doing that, we actually prolong the pain. And so our first day, it's like, we got we to gotta make cuts. We got to make people cuts, cost cuts. We got to improve the business quickly. But by doing that and by improving margins, by gaining market share, tomorrow doesn't have to look like today. I, I still remember, you know, as part of that round, we raised $170 million. That's not bad. That's not bad. But the year prior, we lost more than that. And our revenues were down 90%. And I remember going to a meeting on all hands and somebody said, we're going to run out of cash this year if revenues are down 90%. And I'm very clearly saying that we won't. Because if 
you're assuming we're going to do everything the same as last year. We're not. We're going to make changes. We're going to make improvements. We are not. We are absolutely not going to run out of cash. We had two years of runway. We raised a $418 million round at the end of it. Today, we have more capital, more runway than ever in the history of the company because that's the optimistic leadership. It's not about, it is about seeing your problems clearly, but then always knowing that you can solve those problems um, and you can work through it. Okay, there's a traffic warden lurking outside. So while I pop out to check the car, why don't you have a listen to these adverts and hit that follow button. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So one of those problems that you mentioned at the beginning there was talking to cities to make cities realize that having Lyme involved in them can help. How did you approach those conversations? What kind of things were you telling them? I mean, how can you show them it's an advantage to have our company in, in your city? That's a great question. You know, I, I think the right approach is always to partner with cities. Um, I think sometimes, you know, there, there's a feeling that we're, we're going to come in and in opposition to the city, I think that never works. When I talk to city transportation officials, we start by saying, what are your problems? And the remarkable thing is the problems that cities face are very, very similar. Almost every city will tell you, um, we face a problem around congestion, we face a problem around affordability, and the hardest problem we face is that we face a major challenge around climate change. Almost every city in Western Europe certainly most American cities have set very, very aggressive goals to hit the Paris Climate Accord. And there's no path to getting there without fundamentally reducing our reliance on cars. And electric cars is not going to get us there. And this is the, this is the actually fallacy, um, is that the, the reason why cars consume so much energy is because it's heavy. The average car is 2,000 kilograms. When you use a 2,000 kilogram car to move a 80 kilogram human, all the energy is in moving the car. And so even if you go to electric, you don't fundamentally solve that. In fact, the majority of the world's electricity is not renewable. The only way to reduce carbon emissions is to reduce the weight, the weight of the vehicles. And this is our um, fundamental product. How do we bring more people away from cars into lightweight electric vehicles? So we start by saying, if that's your number one issue, we got a solution. In fact, this is a solution if you go to a city like Amsterdam, Copenhagen, that's been implemented at a broad scale, that's been able to transport cities, uh, people around cities all around the world. So that's one. Two, not only is it greener, it's also cheaper. The average trip on micromobility is a fraction of the cost of driving, especially now when we see, when we have energy inflation and gas prices are going through the roof and the cost of transportation is going up 
Lightweight vehicles is one of the cheapest ways to move around. And third, if you care about congestion, do you know what's causing congestion? Cars. The way we reduce congestion is not to build bigger roads. It's not to create more parking. It's to actually reduce the number of cars going to our cities. That is the only way we have ever solved congestion. And so when we start by saying, what is your problem? And let us, let us share how Lime can be part of the solution. We have found over time, very, very receptive audiences in cities all around the world. Have they become more receptive? I mean, I mean, I know Lime's a relatively new company, but a lot has changed in the last five, six years, particularly towards attitudes towards climate change, haven't they? So have cities, have the public actually, the people using your vehicles, have, they, have, have attitudes changed there? Are they more receptive? I absolutely think that the, the reception um, from public, from cities is, is growing and it's growing rapidly. But change takes time. You know, oftentimes I have to point out certain things because most of us who live in the, the Western world have become accustomed to believing that cars all have an inherent right to our streets. Everything else is a nuisance relative to cars. That is not some sort of God-given law of the universe. You have to challenge decades, decades of thinking. You know, I'll give you a couple examples, right? So, you know, oftentimes people say, you know, you have to improve parking in our cities. And absolutely. And we invest in technology to create um, digital corrals. We do education in person, an app. We find riders who don't park correctly. We have foot patrol going around to fix parking. But if you actually go to any city, it is not the abundance of e-bikes and e-scooters that is creating a parking problem. In the city of London, there are 6.8 million parking slots. In the city of London, all the um, scooters and e-bike operators combined have less than 20,000 vehicles. And so, and each car parking can fit eight to 10 e-bikes and e-scooters. And so if you actually think about what is creating the parking problem, it is the abundance of cars. And what if we actually took a 10th of the parking spots and turn it into micro-mobility parking for both personal and shared? We would, we would dramatically, we would have no parking issue. But it's the fact that we today over allocate to cars and under allocate to new modes that are growing and frankly better for, for communities. That's why it, it, you see it sometimes you force a lot of our bikes to park on pedestrian streets and you create that conflict on the pedestrian streets. The second you explain it, people are like, oh yeah, there are 6.8 million car parking slots in London. Gee, that seems like a lot. And, and you start to have a different conversation um, with the community, but it takes time because we're so used to, we're so used to cars being the dominant way we move that we are blinded. That was Wayne Ting, CEO of Lime. For more business interviews, news, and the very best analysis, check out the Evening Standard newspaper or head online to standard.co.uk forward slash business, where you'll find our live blog bringing you up to the minute developments on the biggest stories. How to be a CEO is back on Monday morning. I'd love to see you there. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. This is Roundabout Season 2, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. (laughs) (laughs) You will be right. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have, like, you know, a healthy fear of 
real extreme darkness. <laughs> this was like wilderness. A lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, <laughs> yeah, you, you were different. Like you were real different, bro. I can't really put my finger on it. And so much more. Just goes to show that unexpected yeah. things sometimes are the best when it comes to a road trip. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now with new episodes rolling out every Thursday. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. <laughs>